Welcome, I'm Moshe Ferber. And I am Ariel Munafon. And this is the Silver Lining Podcast, a podcast about security architecture. Hello everyone, another episode of Silver Lining. How are you, Moshe? Perfect, thank you. Good morning. How are you? Very good, very good. Uh, we are uh, getting back to business, let's say, uh, with the COVID-19. And with us also Dima. How are you, Dima? Uh, I'm good. I'm fine. Uh, good morning. It's a pleasure to have you with us and uh, Moshe. Okay, so Dima, Dima Revelis from uh, today you're DevOps, a senior DevOps engineer at Moon Active, right? Yeah, you're right. I know you uh, for a couple of uh, companies before that. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what do you do in your daily life? So about uh, myself, uh, I'm a senior DevOps uh, at Moon Active. Basically, Moon Active is a gaming company. Uh, this company has one of the profit games in the world, basically Coin Master. And I worked at Sentinel One. It's a unicorn company, cyber unicorn company. And I worked at Mintigo. It's a BI company. I work in Superfish and other companies. So basically I'm in the business of DevOps, something like 10 years. If we count all the, yeah. <laughs> all the jobs. Uh, what I do in, in my daily, basically I develop uh, all the DevOps tools that uh, MoonActive have, uh, the architecture of uh, our infrastructure. Basically, I worked always in SaaS companies that based on uh, AWS or Google Clouds. So I work with uh, many tools like uh, Ansible, Terraform, uh, what else I can say? <laughs> there are too many. <laughs> Kubernetes, <laughs> Dockers, and... All the buzzwords that we yeah, can find. Yeah, all, uh, all the buzzwords we have. Uh, I yeah. uh, try work with them. I work with them. Uh, part of them I very like. Part of them I don't like. So it's... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I have to say most of my insights I take from people like you, people who are, who are deeply dive into the technical stuff, who can really uh, you know, separate the buzzword and the, and the marketing from the real content. So I really enjoy uh, uh, talking with uh, you and, uh, and your likes. Uh, we said today that we're going to talk about how, uh, how to integrate security into DevOps. I mean, yeah, uh, you're right. there are so many uh, DevSecOps, OpsecDev, uh, so many of them. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, we say it in Hebrew, tachles. We're going to talk about <laughs> to the point. Okay. So uh, what is uh, the DevOps apps line and how to integrate it? So mm -hmm. before, before that, we, we need to understand what is DevOps. Mm -hmm. so, so DevOps is a combination of software engineering with uh, operations. Basically, Dev, it's uh, the development, mm -hmm. and the ops, the operations. So ba basically, this is the DevOps. And it's a... Uh, have a... It used the uh, agile methods from software engineering to deliver fast uh, for the business. So basically, we want in the DevOps world to develop fast and uh, deliver fast. Sorry, mm -hmm. uh, to the business. So basically, we don't want to relate it like in the old days that you have some version that uh, <coughs> we we have in the application that uh, it's in the production five, six uh, months, and after five, six months of uh, R&D work, we're going to deploy a new version. So basically, it's the old world. 
it, mm-hmm. uh, today it's not wor- working like that so basically if today we have a, we want to deploy a new feature or uh, we want to deploy uh, some a security code that help us with the security or st- stuff like that we can do it in matter of couple of hours or days basically because uh, the methodology that we works mm-hmm. it's very agile very dynamic uh, world so this is the devops okay how uh, many production changes do you do in a day wow <laughs> wow <laughs> too many too many <laughs> B- basically yeah. it's depend the business okay uh, we, a lot of people think DevOps is uh, to know what is DevOps is to know how to handle with Ansible or slash Terraform or know how to write code on Python or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not true. But basically, DevOps is understand what the business do, how to give more uh, fast uh, developer methods to the business. So basically, and the DevOps is the gate of the production. Yeah. So it's a lot of words, <laughs> a lot of stuff we do. In my basic day, I do a monitoring, I do a development, and I do a maintenance. So I do all the stuff. And where is the security, you're asking? Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I, f- I found, uh, first of all, I found this amazing. I, I, my background, like for 20 years ago, I came from banks. And we, when we made a production change, like every three months, <laughs> you know, it's a pizza night. Everybody are preparing to this. Uh, there's a production change and uh, there somebody will stay at night and uh, people are backing, doing backups and preparing. And in the end, you install a patch. Yeah, you do preparing. <laughs> uh, you do a preparing one month, and uh, at the end, it's a uh, one minute of work. Yeah, but it, it's a, and it's always affects security because let's say we wanted to test something penetration testing. You cannot do this because you need to do it six months ahead. Uh, coordinate this. Yeah. So I, I found de- I found the world of uh, DevOps even without putting the sec into that uh, much more appealing because you build better software. If you're afraid to touch your production environment, you're also afraid of installing patches. You're also afraid to, to do things that you need to do in order to fix the security. I mean, uh, and when you're not afraid of touching your production, when you're doing so many upgrades, then you can do real big change in security. Yeah, I'm, I'm agree with you. And, mm. and, and another thing that I want to say that the, today we have a lot of buzzwords, DevSecOps, InfoSec, whatever. Mm-hmm. Basically, a good DevOps engineer, it's a, he is a part of InfoSec team and he works closely with the CISO. Basically, security is part of the DevOps. It's ne- it must to be a part of the DevOps. Mm-hmm. DevOps engineer cannot say, I don't, know, I don't understand this. what is security. I don't, uh, it's, it's not in my scope. Basically, yes, it's in your scope. You need to think about it. So basically, I, w- I will give you some examples. Simple example. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, some DevOps uh, write some Terraform uh, code to apply a couple of uh, instances and a uh, load balancer. So basically, if he will do some uh, code changes that will open this load balancer to the world, you have a security breach. So basically, you need to think about what you're going to do. You need to understand what the risk to the business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, it doesn't matter if you call it DevSecOps or not call it DevSecOps. Security is integrated inside DevOps. Yeah, of course. Okay, so let's move on. Let's talk about pipeline. What is the DevOps pipeline? And uh... so, so basically, it's like a Lego. 
okay mm -hmm. uh, I, I i love to call it it's like a lego you build you build some building blocks okay you have a building block to build some artifactory you build some building block to do some test qa test automation test you do some building blocks to deployment to your environment and for infrastructure some building blocks and you do like you build it like with a, with a lego you have a separate building blocks or a puzzle mm -hmm. and just you merge this and you have step by step stuff that you want to do this is a pipeline okay it's a combination of blocks okay and at the end you will get a ci cd process continuous integration continuous deployment processes it's equal to from dev to production automatically basically i don't think in every business in every business uh, needs you, you you must to have a from dev to production in automatically uh, if it's a b2b or b2c it's a different models of a pipeline so the devops need to understand what the what the business need okay, okay. so pipeline is like a, like a runway in a factory I mean, it, and, it, like and it's very different to which product you're building. And of it's course. The, the, num the level of automation and how fast the, the pipeline goes is very dependent on the product that you're building. Yeah, of course. At this point. Okay, so how do you integrate security into this? Uh... Okay. So security, like I said, uh, before you start the pipeline, you do some code review, PR, you open a PR, mm -hmm. uh, someone need to check what you did. Okay, you have a uh, tool that do it for you automatically. If it's uh, you write in Python or stuff like that, you can. You're talking now from the developer's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is the first thing that you you look at, uh, at security. Basically, you don't want merge some bugs to your system. Mm -hmm. Basically, bugs means downtime. Downtime means no money. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the means. After that, you can merge some uh, uh, automation tests for uh, security, like we have in Israel, a couple of companies that do stuff like that. that they do some end-to-end -end tests mm -hmm. in the security uh, side. You can uh, uh, add a static code analysis that uh, will scan your code and look for vulnerabilities. You can add uh, your, if you're using Docker, some tools that will scan your docker and uh, look for uh, uh, vulnerabilities, exploit the stuff that you have. Uh, you can add uh, a lot of stuff. You can uh, stop the pipeline for PA, some uh, PT, manual PT, if and you want, if, it's, it, if mm -hmm. it's measure release or not measure release. It's dependent in the business and what you're trying to achieve in your uh, pipeline you can uh, do some uh, analysis for your infrastructure after the changes you can add auditing this is something that very interesting for us so basically if i put some i have a pipeline from dev to production it's automatically and i want uh, to understand what happens in some reason i have a bug some security breach in my system and i want to try to understand what happening i'm We'll start with the auditing, and in the auditing, I will understand who did this. Basically, if if I will not find who did it, I can start to think 
mm, maybe someone hack my organization or stuff like that mm-hmm. so auditing is is part of the security and it's part of the pipeline and you want to understand that it's authorization or authentication you're referring to the auditing of the pipeline itself or the ongoing uh, operation of the application basically i you want auditing for the ongoing and you want to auditing for for your pipeline you want to understand who triggers this pipeline why it start uh, what steps it did what happening you want to to mm-hmm. see what happened in in the road basically okay. basically because everything is automated and you're shifting between different components so you need to have good monitoring yeah of course you wanted to say something real? yeah if you think or, or, or are a DevOps that you know that uh, doesn't understand security because uh, I, I believe that most of the IT people started the uh, IT they maybe move to the DevOps side and then you said now that you know everyone must or, or should be part also of, of the security side and I don't believe that uh, you know in, in every company is uh, it's happening this is a, a step that need to be um, I built. Th- I, I think uh, in the culture of the organization the organization need to ask from the DevOps team to to learn st- new stuff and basically security is it's something new they can learn mm-hmm. uh, like I, I did I couple years ago uh, I did uh, some uh, CISSP course mm-hmm. I learn about security I understand what is security uh, I'm not a CISO guy I'm not trying to be a CISO guy but I understand the most important stuff in security and this what helped me in my uh, daily job basically yeah okay. I think security at this level is is knowing how to build your software correctly I mean uh, it's not about analyzing if uh, ATP attack and it's not uh, understanding if how can you avoid the leakage of information in Windows systems it's uh, basically the foundation is building your system correctly good engineering okay, okay. Uh, and uh, when you do the when you engineer your stuff correctly according to best practices you achieve security it's, yeah. uh, it's that simple yeah I'm right it's right you're yeah. right mm-hmm. okay um, uh, can you g- maybe give us a little bit highlight uh, you mentioned CI and CD I mean talk a little bit about in the pipeline I mean how much of it is CI how much of it CD what is the difference between them so so basically the different uh, CI it's a continuous integration it's how you deliver the integration from uh, your I'm using git so mm-hmm. from your git repos so fr- basically from your feature branch to the staging branch to Okay. to pre-production branch and uh, how you go into the I main. might say that Dima is uh, using uh, s- a feature branch and uh, the production main. branch and main branch instead of using uh, yeah. slave and uh, master branch we said that we will not use this word anymore uh, the community said that they will not use this word anymore so uh, if you're surprised from our terminology this is what we're going to use a uh, side branch or a uh, feature branch or main and main branch or production branch right yes thank mm-hmm. you <laughs> <laughs> So this is the continuous integration, how you integrate from one branch to other branch, basically if it's with uh, some PR and the PI, PR is uh, start some pipelines to, to validate and check uh, several, several things in, in the way. If it's a automation QA, if it's a static code analysis, if when I going from dev to the staging, basically I want to understand if I have uh, some vulnerability in my code. Basically, I don't want to understand it when I'm going to merge to main uh, 
branch. Mm-hmm. Basically, I want to, to understand in the beginning. In the past, uh, you mentioned that you work in the banks, mm-hmm. in the finance uh, company. So, so basically, in the past, what you did, you have the development cycle. After the development cycle comes some uh, crazy guys that understand what is cybersecurity and start to do all the crazy stuff and all the PMs. You you will you pay him a lot of money, and uh, your R and D is uh, on code freeze. And after he give his uh, approval, you go further to the main branch or production or whatever. Yeah. And today, and it took us six months to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, something like that. Yeah, I remember I talked with you in the past about stuff like that. Uh, but today you can understand it in the dev level. Basically, you can do a code static analysis with some automation tools, and you have a lot of companies that provide it, like SaaS. So it's very easy. You have an open source uh, tools that you can. Use. We are still in the CI part, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is still the CI. Okay. So, so basically, in the CI, <coughs> you you go from dev to to your production. Basically, this is the continuous integration. Mm-hmm. How you come from development to the production. Basically, continuous deployment. It, it's talking about how to deploy. So, so basically, on dev you have environments for dev that you will deploy this code to the dev. And after that, you want to, after you merge your code in the continuous integration process, you want to deploy it on some staging or pre-production, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name convention is not, yeah. not, don't have any meaning <laughs> here. So basically, talking how you're going to do, uh, my tip in this world, basically, always use the same pipeline for all the steps for all the deployment steps. Basically, you don't want to change if you have a separate uh, pipelines for deployment for dev and production. Basically, if you will change something on production level, basically on the code, on the pipeline, you can broke all your pipelines and you will not understand from what it happened. So basically, use always the same one with a lot of parameters. Okay. And a, a lot of logs. Use <laughs> yeah. the same process and the same script for deploying into production and also production into uh, yeah exactly into, uh, into stage. So when, when, when only the parameters uh, it's a prod yeah. uh, stage and yes. yeah. Okay, so moving on. So we talked about what is pipeline. We talked about inside the pipeline. What is the CI? What is the CD? By the way, from your uh, I don't know from your estimation, how many companies have managed to do this fully automated? I don't think a lot of company basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that Netflix uh, did it, basically, but it's a huge company, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that Heroku did it, uh, but I don't know how many companies did it, full automation, pipeline to the production, uh, it's full automated. Basically. So it's a question of maturity. You, you're doing m- most of it automatically, but at cer- certain points you have some kind of manual uh, yeah, places that yeah, you need to stop. We can uh, t- take examples. This on. is one of our points here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we have uh, <laughs> manual work in this? Okay, so, so yeah. l- let's think about uh, some application. Basically, you have an application. Okay? You have a client side and you have the backend side. So backend, it's nice and good and you can do all the automation stuff and all the automation work and everything is great. But what's going on with the client? Basically, how are you going to 
check your client, your application, your uh, media, your uh, photos that you will use on your client basically automatically. I didn't, I still didn't find any tool. So if one of the, our listeners going to <laughs> create the tool like that, call me, <laughs> I want to, tr- to try it <laughs> basically. So basically here at this process, you want to do some stop to, to give the, to the manual QA some work to, to check, to, to do a sanity that everything is good. Everything is works smoothly. And f- when they approve, you want to, pro- uh, uh, start continue yeah yeah continue your uh, process basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay and uh, how so this is about uh, the QA what about um, security testing I mean can do you see a manual uh, code review do you see manual penetration test is there a point to that yeah why not but, but basically I think uh, when you work on agile and uh, you have a basic you, you always want to check your basics so basically you have the code analysis static code analysis uh, stuff and it's a great buzzword but uh, at the end you have the the crazy guy of the cyber that come and can check it uh, in the micro details so it can be parallel to the pipeline so basically he can check uh, before the major release or when you finish the dev and it's it's depend on the on what you're going to do and uh, the business. So basically, I I love uh, to add a, a penetration testing and stuff like that uh, before some major releases or major uh, features that we release mm-hmm. that someone from the security side come and to understand what's going on or if you planning to do some major uh, changes on on your infrastructure. For example, if you now if you work on monolith and now you're going to move to the microservers and you're going to join to the Kubernetes community, I think it will be good if someone uh, that understand uh, what is security and will check manually what's going on with you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So to give an, an extra eye, let's say uh, on uh, on major things on. Uh, or yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about um we talked about what is pipeline we talked about uh, m- monitoring the pipeline I think you want to add about this uh, authentication uh. so i think uh, a lot of people are using jenkins as a pipeline provider basically we have a lot of other uh, great tools, but Jenkins is most popular. The latest I've seen is 70% of the market, something like that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the, 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 the right percentage, but, but basically what I see with my friends and the community, a lot of people using Jenkins. So, so basically, first of all, you want to do some authentication uh, to the Jenkins. Basically, like I said before, you always want to do what did your user basically it's not for the devops guy basically you provide some jenkins jobs or uh, jenkins scripts and stuff like that for your users for your r&d for your qa for your uh, i don't know you have a lot of departments so <laughs> for everyone and for that you want auditing and auditing it's come with authentication you can use uh, some active directory from microsoft or you can use a nice one it's okta that i really love mm-hmm. basically it's sas so identity I, provider yeah mm-hmm. some identity provider you have mm-hmm. a open source uh, provider that can you take but uh, 
you need to understand mm -hmm. what the proof of cons to use some open source and stuff like that. But you always want to uh, do authentication, basically. Okay, so Okta is for your users. What do you use to? Where do you use your, all your access keys and uh, API keys? And where do you? So, so basically, it, it depends what I'm going to do. I can store it on some secret manager on Kubernetes. Basically, on Kubernetes, mm -hmm. I have the secrets, mm -hmm. and I can use secret manager of AWS. Basically, I'm really a fan of AWS, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love to use there. I can uh, install Vault of HashiCorp. Mm -hmm. so, ba so basically, you have a lot of providers to do stuff like that. When you will decide uh, to use the, for instance, the Kubernetes store uh, instead of using the AWS Secret Manager, what would be the considerations? I I need to understand what the proof of the const uh, to understand and the flexibility. Sorry, not flexibility. Uh, how will be hard to implement the stuff? Basically, I always love to to stand keep it simple mm -hmm. basically my system will be always keep it simple so basically i understand that if come other devops engineer and or other team and they need to maintenance what i did they it need to be simple mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. we build it for the business and not for myself so yeah Okay, so keep, always keep it simple. So basically, if I'm trying to translate what you're saying, if most of your secret is around Kubernetes, keep it in the Kubernetes store. If you have a lot of components which are outside of Kubernetes, you probably use them in the IWS yeah, secret store. Yeah, or merge some vault mm. uh, integrations. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting the first party aside, for instance. Like yeah. To compare the low-end solutions. Ah, okay. 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 Yeah. When you go high-end, uh, there, uh, there are various options. Yes. Okay, so uh, interesting. And you are, where do you store your SSH keys for users? So SSH is the the hard question, basically. <laughs> it's uh, every we'll time. We'll prepare you today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one million uh, question. B basically, at the past, I stored, uh, I managed my SSH keys with uh, some directory tool. Mm -hmm. uh, I did it in the past with OpenLDAP, mm -hmm. really. <laughs> And after that, I yeah, it's it was uh, interesting. And after that, I did it uh, with Active Directory. And today, I don't use uh, SSH keys. Basically, uh, we have a, you have a session manager from AWS that you mm. can use, mm. and this will provide you a great solution. Basically, and you have other uh, solutions that you can use, uh, like uh, use Kubernetes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I understand. Okay, so the last topic we wanted to talk about, we talked about authentication, talked about auditing, um, and, uh, testing QAs, and we want to talk about availability and disaster recovery. This is uh, important. Mm -hmm. So basically, a, a lot of companies uh, that uh, start, and startups basically start with one availability zone in one region and starting to run and everything is great till something happens. So basically, the DR, uh, you must always think what the disaster recovery you need for your company. So if you are B2B and you're, you can say to your customer, okay, I have a downtime because X, Y, Z, and I have one, two hours, so it's one part. But if you working on the world of B2B or B2C and you're, you must be 100% of online, you need to think about that how to do a replication right how to move a traffic for example i can create a application with the backend in one region uh, for example north virginia 
the most popular region in AWS. And I will do a replication of this backend at other region, if it's going to be in the United States or Europe, basically what the GDPR will say and the type of the business I'm handle. Uh, it will be smallest, but I will create some scale up capabilities to do some disaster recovery. If, if something happened to North Virginia, I will point my traffic to other region. Basically, I want, I want, I want to be uh, have a full time of my application, basically. Okay. Um, by the way, um, people are. I hear. I see people are saying, uh, "Ah, North Virginia. They uh, they promised me ninety nine dot ninety nine percent availability." Do you remember? Five <laughs> or five or four years ago, I think yeah. Yeah. it's it's uh, one of the availability zones was down. Yeah, I, I remember. I keep I keep collecting those because I need them uh, as example. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, last uh, October there was uh, the DDoS attack on uh, Route 53, and not the entire region was down, but uh, Route 53 is down, so most of your services are down basically. Uh, it depends yeah. if you're using Route 53 mm. or you're using other uh, DNS mm -hmm. providers. So basically, you have other solutions. Uh, okay, so regions can go down. This is what you're saying. Availability zones can go, go down. down. Uh, specific service inside the region can go down. Yeah, yeah, I'm agree with you. And another stuff that can happen, basically, if you uh, if you using with uh, using Kubernetes with auto scaling groups, basically, you want to scale up uh, M5, 8x large instances. And in one availability zone, they don't have these instances anymore. Or the rich capacity. Yeah, there is the capacity. And yeah. what you're going to do, you're okay. going to say to your customer or to yeah, basically to your customer, sorry, bro, I, I can give you yeah. a service. It's not working like that yeah. in the world. Okay, so I'm going to the details. So you replicate your server data, that, that uh, I understand. How, how do you do the redirection? I mean, okay, so one region is down. How do you redirect to the second region? Ba basically, I use CDN. Okay. Basically for that, I do health checks, I, do, I, I use uh, some services like Pingdom to, to check the health mm -hmm. of my services. Uh, I write some tests from our side, basically in-home tests that mm -hmm. check every minute or half minute uh, that everything is ri running like we want. And if it's not running like we want, we have a pipeline, again, a pipeline that will move our uh, traffic from one region or one availability zones to another. Uh, Stuff like that must be automatically. Basically, mm -hmm. your response time, basically human response time, is will be in minutes and hours, and compute response time can be in seconds. So yeah. is a different. Okay, so basically you you're doing a DNS change or you're changing a CDN origin and you move them to uh, to yeah. the second location. And from what I understand beneath uh, your words is that you're using an active active disaster recovery. I mean the, the servers on the uh, It's dependent uh, on mm -hmm. the business. But basically you have mm -hmm. a business that I work in the company that uh, they say okay, my disaster recovery is 6 hours mm -hmm. or 5 hours. It's right in the in the business uh, how to say it uh, policy. Yeah, the mm -hmm. business policy so mm -hmm. So I can uh, do active-passive uh, DR, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it depends on the business. So basically, if you're, you have an application that users use, and this application every minute give you money, do active-active. It's a little bit more expensive, but the 
the benefits of that is uh, okay yeah. and basically the methodology is using active active but you can use really weak servers yes and if uh, you're migrating then you uh, i have a scale up or policy scale up. basically mm-hmm. always and i before i uh, add a new region or to, to my dr basically i want i want i did a, i will do a, some load test that i will see that my scale up policy will work okay mm-hmm. do you scale up horizontally or vertically i mean do you do auto scaling groups and you just ah. add servers or you i do switch both both okay I do so you both. switch to a b- larger tier and you also scale the number i'm of using servers. kubernetes so i'm uh, doing okay. it both <laughs> so, yeah. so you're doing both yeah. yeah so you're adding more uh, more to the cluster and you also uh, yeah uh, i have a hpa and mm-hmm. the auto the horizontal uh, scaling and uh, obstacle basically upscale your upscale your your uh, your i my nodes basically. My, your nodes okay very interesting yeah i just need to uh, the, the there are a lot of things to to take care about uh, also the cost and the and how to prepare it but uh, you uh, always need to think about the cost basically it's must to be cost effective yeah so you, you always need to think about the cost the types you're using uh, uh, your cost can uh, jump if you have a DDoS attack, so you need to think about DDoS attacks and how to prevent DDoS attacks. Basically, you have a, a lot of script kiddy today that, oh, I found a new tool, let's try it. Oh, what is the game? Okay, it's some <laughs> X game. Let's try to attack his API. Let's see w- what's going on. Yeah. So y- you, you need uh, some tools like WAF uh, to, to prevent stuff like that. You yeah. need to think about that. Okay, so trying to summarize everything we just uh, talked. So DevOps is a new approach that brings the developers and the operations together. Uh, this way you get higher agility. You can do a lot of production changes a day, not like traditional uh, banks that were, yeah. <laughs> as we uh, just said. And DevOps is about pipelines, which is basically on the one on, you, on the left you have the code and in the end you have production environment and you, you want to streamline the code as fast to the production environment as you said not many companies are doing this fully automated but they're improving in doing this more and more automated yeah. and uh, part of this pipeline is the ci which is where you integrate your uh, side branches or uh, feature branches into the main branch and part of it is the deployment where you take the code and deploy it into your instances and into your servers. Uh, over here in this pipeline, the most important thing is, uh, first of all, the security testing that you do, which is, should be part of your QA. Um, you if, you, if you look uh, uh, in the head of security, yeah. yeah. This is the most important thing. For, we have security uh, <laughs> podcast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, it's also make sure, making sure that the software works. That's also very important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before security, yeah. But uh, from the security point of view, you put your, uh, this is where you put your checkpoints, your security testing. You mentioned all kinds of settings, static analysis, dynamic analysis, open source analysis, penetration testing, all of those cover different stuff. Sometimes you need to do this manually, right? Right? There's a yeah. point of doing manual QA at a certain point, depend on your uh, on your line of business, of course. You have a risk mm-hmm. management uh, in the end of point uh, that you need to understand when, when what, and what you want to do, basically, what you want to achieve. Perfect. Uh, on top of it, you need to have uh, some kind of monitoring to this entire process, who started it, who added things to that, how is the application behaving. Visibility, basically. Yes, yes. And you need to allow your uh, services to authenticate and your users to authenticate, either by uh, some kind of a secret store or some kind of an IDP for your users. Yes. Um, and we talked about the SSH keys and the API keys and all of those stuff. And then we talked about disaster recovery, which is saying is basically 
uh, be able to replicate all your data into a different region and then have the capability of switching there over there fast uh, and the matter of question how fast it is is dependent on your business yes anything else uh, you want to add on top of this yeah I want to mention that security is not something that only the CISO of the organization need to handle basically security is everything for the business so basically if the business will not work we don't have a paycheck so basically mm -hmm. everyone need to think about security so it's it's not to need to be on the CISO hands it's need to be in DevOps hands and the R&D hands uh, basically in the software developers everyone need to think about that basically it's our world today so this is what can I say about the, yeah. the security? Yeah, security uh, is integrated into the product the same ways that brakes and uh, seat belts are integrated into the car. Yeah. Okay. Good one, uh, Moshe. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a, it was a good one. I like it. Okay, so uh, thank you, Moshe, and uh, thank you, Dima. It was a pleasure to have you with us, and thank you for, uh, for all of you that uh, listen to us every time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Bye bye.